Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. As our kids have grown up and mostly left the nest, Dina and I have uh, really found some time to have fun together. In fact, my uh, one of my kids said, gee, your Instagram feed has a bunch of pictures of you and mom just out doing stuff like camping for a week. It sounds like you're empty nesting with a vengeance. And I said, yeah, you're right. I'm John Fuller, uh, along with my friends and focus colleagues, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, during those early years of parenting, um, it's not so much fun together. It's a lot of divide and conquer. It's a lot of, you know, take care of this and that. Uh, how do you make the marriage a priority as a mom with young kids in the home? It's it's easy, John, to get swept away with all the responsibility in managing the details of kids and someone's sick and someone has ballet and someone, you know, here and there and we tag team versus doing things together. And it's recognizing our marriage cannot survive date night to date night, or even, hey, when the kids are in an easier stage, we'll reconnect. That just doesn't work. So it's looking at how do we create little small connections every single day that will help us stay connected. We like to call these daily rituals or everyday moments, just little things that we can do to stay connected. Yeah, I I like that because if you're waiting for the big thing, you wait and wait and you drift and drift. So uh, I, I like the intentionality of being daily on this stuff. Or you put so much pressure then on the vacations and the holiday time <laughs> that, that it, there's no way that it would ever work out the way you built it up. And, and what you're hoping and counting on, that it will create that connection. It just doesn't work that no, way. No, we had a house full of kids. We went to the Bahamas for a week. It was not a great day. <laughs> it was nice, but yeah, it wasn't I was gonna a say, great time. I'm willing time to risk yeah. being yeah. disappointed right in the now, Bahamas. Well, we just, it, it took us like four days just to str- shed the stress mm-hmm. of all the kids. So, listen, Arlene Pellicane has done such a good job of capturing how she's learned to keep her marriage strong, even uh, during the ups and downs and struggles and strains of raising kids. And uh, Arlene shared some great insights with Jim Daly and me. As a mom, I can only imagine, I see it in Jean, I'm sure it's true for Dana, John, there's a lot of value that you derive out of taking care of the kids at two, three, four, five, you get into a groove. And um, I think this whole idea of failure to launch, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, are your kids prepared at 18 to go into the big world? Sometimes that's not happening because moms have overmothered and they haven't made that disconnection. So I appreciate what you're saying there, but give us some more handles and tools. When is it good to put the marriage back in the center of the relationship Mm -hmm. and the household. Yeah. Really, when your child, when your youngest one is three years old, you know, then because what tends to happen is, okay, one is old enough, but now I've got another one. And then now they're old enough, but now I've got another one. And you're constantly taking care of this baby. But that's a season. And that's a season. But what tends to happen is we let that season continue, 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 because we're so used to it and we want to be needed. And that fulfills that in Mm. us. But I think when your youngest child is three years old, that you start as a mom thinking, okay, my job is to get these kids to be independent of me. And I really need to focus. And really the whole time, even when your child is under three, 
three, to have the date nights, to spend the time with your husband because your baby will not remember that you were not there, <laughs> you know, once a month for them on a Friday mm-hmm. night. But your husband will remember my wife still took time to have special moments with me and it wasn't just all about the children all the time. So I think that's so important to remember because our children are going to grow up, but our husband, he's going to be there the duration and that's who we've got to really think, how can I please mm-hmm. my husband? How can I make him happy? And I know ladies right now are like, oh, that's I have the so last much, thing I yeah, want to do. I have so much to do. I have to <laughs> do this with my kids and now I have to please my husband, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but really it's this idea of if you work to please him, it's going to come back to you. And even if it didn't come back to you, you're still honoring Christ. So you don't want to be by, manipulative. By putting your that. husband, yeah. you know, ahead of your children. Right. Don't You don't want to be manipulative mm-hmm. in yeah. that way. Well, that, that calling of motherhood is, is so special. Yeah. And, and so many women take it so seriously. Yes. Um, Jim, we talk about date nights here at Focus on the Family. And I remember one time we were on a date night. Uh, and I said, well, could we just like not talk about the kids for a while? And I really shut Dina down because she said, that's, that's my world what I right talk now. About. I, mean, I know we're away from them, <laughs> right. but I still need to process and think yeah. through. That's a tough one. I mean, we're still, I think there's still a lot of women that, that are hearing you right yes. now, but they're saying, yeah, but... I'm giving I, you points for having a date night. Where'd yeah. go? Well, this was a couple years ago. <laughs> my, our last date this night. This was in 2001. <laughs> Uh, I think having those date nights and talking about your family is okay, but it just can't be everything you talk about. Mm. So in the book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband, I have the acronym DREAM because it's about dreaming again with your spouse, and the M stands for mutual activities. And it's that you need mutual activities with your husband that are not kid-centered. Wow. You know, And I know some of us are scratching our heads like, what in the world are we supposed to do that's not kid-centered? Mm. But the idea of maybe you put together a list, have your husband put together a list, and maybe there are two activities. You know, we can play tennis and chess together, you know, whatever it is. But there's something where you can find mutual ground because, of course, we women, we like to talk face to face and have coffee and discuss things. But men like to do things side by side. And I remember, James, you know, when we were dating, it was like he loved mountain biking. Well, I was a terrible biker. You know, I like ran into a parked car because I couldn't make the turn <laughs> fast enough. Ouch. I mean, it I was like, like a disaster. But when he said, when I'm biking, I'm so happy and I love it. And when I look over my shoulder, I don't want to see a guy friend. I want to see you. I was like, oh, well, I better learn how to bike, you know. So for us women, sometimes it means learning a new skill or even being willing to do it. You don't have to be good at it at first or really ever. But as long as you're out there trying to do something with your husband, he appreciates that so much. So having things to do that have nothing to do with your kids, but that are purely for fun. Arlene, I appreciate it. I know there are some women saying, when are we going to get to the guys and what they can do? Take a deep breath. We just today we're concentrating on what wives can do. And we hear you. And I think there's a lot of focus content that helps husbands think about what they should be doing, too. So much of it is the woman's attitude, because a woman will look at my book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband, and I will have a woman who's been married 40 years say, oh, I would love this book because there's always something I can learn. Wow. And I'll have two minutes later, a woman say, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. I've been married 15 years, and if he ain't happy by now, forget about it, you know? (laughs) Well, that shows you the extremes. It shows you the extremes. And Mm. so for us women, what do we, who do we want to be more like? Mm. And I think if we have that learning mentality, tell me more. I can be better at this. Not only will it make our husband happier, but it makes you happier as a person as well. Well, and and I don't mean to over-spiritualize this, but uh, even 
better question, I think, might be, mm-hmm. because I'm a Christian and I follow yeah. the Lord, yeah. who should I be more like? Yes. And, you know, we got to integrate mm-hmm. that more than what we see today in all of us. Yeah. And that's a good opportunity to, I think, think about what God would want you to do. Well, Greg, we always enjoy talking to Arlene and hearing her on this podcast as well. And as she mentioned, she and James riding mountain bikes together. I just thought back to uh, summertime this past year where Dina and I got away for like 10 days in the mountains. And it was like it was like renewal on steroids for the marriage. Mm. It was just fun. Um, there are fun activities even younger couples can do. It's harder when you have little kids that you got to manage. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, one reason why we should be talking about this, this is what's interesting. So I was just doing some research online and I was looking at some Google search trends. The third most searched marriage term of this past year is a term called transactional marriage. Hmm. So I'm sure a celebrity used that. People started trying to figure out what does that mean? But what it means is that our marriage just feels very transactional. You do this and I'll do this. It What it lacks is that emotional, deep connection that we all long for. It's like we have all these to-do lists and things to manage our family, but, but, and we're doing that. So it's, it's transactional. We're married, but it's, it's not giving us the kind of relationship that we want. So I think a lot of people are really searching for answers to how, how do we get out of that, of that rut in, you know, there was a season, Aaron, remember when, when we like wrote down like 30, 40 things on pieces of paper, fold them up and put them in a little jar, all fun things that we could do. Um, that's fine. You could do that. Um, if you've got that sort of creativity, I think for Aaron and I, what we've learned is that instead of trying to, to generate this massive list of fun activities that we can do, we've recognized that there are some important types of activities that we need to be committed to. One is to think about how will we connect just a quick little, um, we're talking 10 minute connection every day. And maybe that that's a, we're going to sit down and have coffee together. Maybe we're going to lay um, at the end of the day in bed together and just kind of, kind of catch up, cuddle, snuggle, whatever. It, it's just recognizing that, that we need to do something small, intentional every day. And, and it doesn't have to be like, hey, we're going to go putt-putt golfing, you know, Although every other day. Although that sounds fun. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> sure. We, we could do that. Sounds so, like you have plans for tonight now. <laughs> so it's it's recognizing that, that we have to have some moments that, that we are connecting yeah. to where we're not doing the transactional stuff. We're not talking about, hey, who's going to pick up whatever for dinner or who's going to you know, take which kid to what activity mm-hmm. in, in it. So it, that's been helpful for us to, it gives a real specific target, 10 minutes a day doing something. And by the way, right, Aaron, this doesn't have to be like 10 consecutive minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're going with the ages of our kids and how many kids we have, where would we possibly find 10 minutes? Great. Yeah. Split it up. Five minute mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five-minute discussion, maybe over dinner. I mean, mm-hmm. all that keeps you guys connected, and it can be fun and lighthearted. I mean, we have certain shows that, that we love to watch on particular nights, and so, you know, on one night, maybe our connection is around watching a, a, a fun 
you know, easy show that we have off of yeah. Netflix or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's looking at, so we need to connect daily, but what about weekly? Weekly getting out of the house and doing something fun. And it's been interesting as we've been in this season of COVID and quarantining and restaurants shutting down. I've noticed a lot of the couples I work with kind of going, well, we can't have date nights. There's nowhere to go. And so I'm like, go through a drive through pick up food, and go sit at Garden of the Gods. Yeah, we have some the of the most set. beautiful yeah. places here in Colorado. And I'm sure across the country, there are many unique places you can go and sit and eat your dinner and talk. Mm-hmm. So you have to be creative with what that weekly time looks like. I appreciate that. And I hope that you as a listener are taking notes and uh, that you'll follow up in our newly revised episode notes. We've made them easier for you and more uh, rich in detail. So stop by the episode notes and you'll find some great tools for uh, understanding where you're at in your marriage and how you can jazz things up, uh, bring some life and energy to your marriage. Uh, the starting point is our free marriage assessment. Over a million people have filled that out. It's an amazing tool. You're going to benefit from that. And then uh, if you can, make a donation to support the work of Focus on the Family. This is a time when we really need to hear from you. If you've been listening for a while but never committed financially to the ministry, uh, make a one-time gift, or if you can, a monthly pledge. And we'll say thanks for uh, joining the support team by sending a copy of Arlene Pellicane's book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. Again, check the show notes for details. Next time, we'll talk about having a good Christian friend and how that can improve your relationship with your spouse. Right now, for the Smallies and our entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.